check. On today's episode, we discuss this new social media app called Clubhouse. Now, Clubhouse is really interesting and very different to like your Instagrams, your Facebooks, your LinkedIn's where, you know, there's text, images and videos and all this stuff associated with it. Clubhouse is only audio. It's it's a purely audio experience and um, there's other features in, within Twitter and probably some other social media platforms are starting to compete with it. But um, this is kind of the first of its kind. And, um, and I'm excited to uh, talk about the app today. Uh, with someone, the person that actually invited me onto the app, because right now it's like invite only this weird thing. But if you do need an invite, send me a DM. Um, I have a couple and I think I get some frequently. So um, I'd be happy to share one with you. But um, hope you guys enjoy this episode. I'm really curious to see where this whole clubhouse space is going to go and how other social media platforms are going to take on a, a similar experience as features. Um, but uh, uh, I'm excited to see how pharmacists are going to be able to connect on these. So hope you enjoy the episode. You're basically about to get thrown into the conversation that happened on the actual app clubhouse. So let's jump into it. This is just got real. If that's the situation, <laughs> this just well, well, got real. Um, the the, the um, bribe to allow me to talk is I have a rainforest sound soundtrack going on. So if you hear a thunderstorm suddenly, <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome so that's what's going on in my living room so this is great because i feel like you are you know you were the, actually the person that put me on clubhouse honestly like you gave me my invite like i'm literally on this app because of you and um so i think this is fitting that my first kind of room that i'm going to jump in on it's to like interview you and get to you know hear about what you've been working on your experiences with clubhouse talk about pharmacist connect um, yeah. you know, I think, it, I think it's exciting. Now I'm actually going to post something on Twitter really quick. Now I did see something here. It says switch to music mode. What is music mode? Have I have no idea. That? What is this? On, on yours? It says switch to music. Yeah. Mode? I'm just going to do, no, just talking. Let's see how that goes. Well, right. you know, I know there's a way that like people can play music back when they're moderating rooms. So maybe mm. there's something to do with that. That's very interesting. All right, so I'm, I'm actually going to post on Twitter. I'm going to tag you on your uh, your Dr. Regina Moore handle and uh, see if we can start chopping it up. All right, you're making it real for me now. You know, this is <laughs> um, as informal as this may be, like my first official uh, with my voice interview ever because I, I like to write more than I like to talk. <laughs> well... I think that, you know, you, you have a lot of great stuff that's going on. So whatever I can do to kind of help, uh, whatever I can kind of do help get the word out, um, I'm really excited about now when people, so tell me how this works with let's, let's first kick us off by just talking about like what clubhouse has been like. Now I see that I'm a moderator on this thing, right? I'm on this room. Yeah. It, I can now control who kind of comes up to a stage, right? Like how does this actually work? Like what, what even is clubhouse? So let's see. It's funny because you already lost your party hat. So have, has it already been a week since I invited you here? Uh, yeah, one? I think so. That's oh, crazy. okay. Well, that's interesting. I just learned so, that I lost that thing now. <laughs> yep. So that's what that, that um, I don't know, a little party horn or whatever it was. So I think you have that for the first week that you're on Clubhouse. And um, I'm only geez, I don't know, like 10 days out or something. So I haven't been here that long myself either. But um, 
I, uh, oh, you turned off hand raising. All right. Well, so it's obviously this is an audio, um, audio platform. So, um, clubhouse, like the, the thing that I would liken it to is like chat lines, party lines that we, uh, oh, my, I got my son here that we, um, that we used to play with, I don't know, 90s, I think, is when those were popular. Were those still a thing in the early 2000s? I don't really remember. Well, what it, what it seems like to me is more of the, like, AOL chat rooms. Oh, yeah. You know, that, like, you know, you just jump into anything random and, you know, you are automatically looped into conversations, and which is interesting. Um, it- so yeah, there's there's totally that element, but I think it depends on how you're um, going about it because there's definitely like huge rooms that have you know a thousand people listening, and in that case, it can be more like a live radio broadcast, or you can look for the smaller rooms where you're likely to be able to get a spot on stage and you can actually interact. So, um, so you can choose to use use this app in uh, in a really focused way where you're highly involved or you can also find plenty of stuff to do where you just want to leave it playing in the background and listen to what's going on with them um, you know without the editing that you're going to typically have with them um, other platforms right now yeah now what i also you know find interesting about clubhouse and how different it is is you know it's not like twitter whereas you know we both have children currently in our home and i'm not sure if you can hear mine in the background but we're trying to put them to bed which we're not being super successful with um obviously we heard you know we could probably hear your son if not we will at some point but with twitter you don't get all that with twitter you know you're on it with no you know kind of on your own time with no concern about what's going on in your immediate surroundings but on clubhouse it's like you have to dedicate that time or at least be conscious that there's going to be other distractions that's going to come through on the audio. Yeah, totally. It's been a bit of a struggle for me because I'm home with my son um, right now and and I'm on a leave of absence from work. So I'm home with him all the time. So I don't have anywhere else to go. You know, I, I know a lot of people are like catching conversations on their drive home in their car or, you know, they park somewhere, but I, I don't have anywhere to go. And I don't think there's even somewhere open if I wanted to go there. So um, I, I like to listen in when I can, um, but I have to be really mindful about trying to like schedule time if I want to be able to be up on stage and talking without more than just a tidbit here and there. Yeah, that makes sense. So what you, what are the other experiences been like for you? I mean, what do you think have been like the wins uh, of Clubhouse? Like, what do you think is awesome? And maybe what are, what are some things like you're not super pumped about on the, on the platform? So I think the thing that caught my eye first, well, one, I was um, told by another pharmacist named um, Wasim Ahmed. He's in the UK and he's like all over the place, social networking, huge on LinkedIn. And he's he he talks to everybody. He doesn't just focus on pharmacists. So he's got celebrity people in the UK and all kinds of things. And he told me, you have to get on here. And he'd been saying that for like two weeks. So I finally got on. But what struck me immediately was um, how many diverse voices I was seeing, especially in healthcare providers. Um, So it was really interesting when I looked for uh, like a pharmacist room or clubs that the first thing that came up was healthcare in color, um, which was a lot of um, uh, people mostly in the UK, but um, black pharmacists and nurses and doctors. And, And that struck 
struck me as a cool thing to be able to access because uh, I don't I don't see large spaces like that regularly. Um, since then, I have figured things out a little bit more as far as how to navigate. Um, once I started following a lot more people, there's a lot of health tech um, and uh, entrepreneurs on here. Um, so that's always interesting to, to join in on those conversations as I love to learn more. Um, and I'm just, I'm still trying to navigate and, and figure out how best to find other types of rooms, um, from, for other topics. So, um, that's, that's an ongoing learning experience. I also have a little bit of trouble, like I'll, I'll get an alert that something interesting is coming up and I'm not always sure how to save it. And I, if I don't catch who the um, affiliated user was like the reason that I got pinged, mm -hmm. I can't track it down again. Um, so that's a problem for me is, is not always being able to find something that looked interesting after the fact. And then, uh, ongoing issue, I think for a lot of people is, is trying to figure out how to connect with people on here because definitely there are times when there's just not an opportunity to talk or it's not appropriate um, so you have to you know, go back through a Twitter or uh, or Instagram that you have linked and try to direct message them. It works sometimes, especially if it's really fresh in your mind. But there have been a few conversations where somebody sends me something and I have no idea who it was. Like the link is not there because it's not occurring under the same username in the same platform. Yeah, I think there's definitely going to be a learning curve with like searching and figuring out like how to get into things that you really want to do. Um, I do remember the other day, I think there's like a search function or something like when you can kind of just like, or explore, I think is what the button's called. And I ended up in like these like really random rooms. Just, I just wanted to like learn. I'm just trying to see what was going on. And like, I think there was one room that was about talking about, um, you know, it was all, it, it ranged from, you know, COVID myths all the way to, you know, um, alien, uh, experiences <laughs> that's on here and i'm just like there's it, it really just starts to like give me vibes of that aol chat room back in the day where it's just like any and everything you can kind of find conversations about i mean whether it's real estate healthcare, um yeah. you know marketing uh you know there's, there's a lot of interesting things on here so one interesting thing related to that i stumbled into some conversation and i felt like there was like a fight <laughs> going on already <laughs> when i got there oh no and it was it was um quite a few people who had a significant amount of followers so like a thousand plus i think some have had two or three thousand so they've been around on on here for a little while and someone was under attack for basically taking part in a room like they were, they, they weren't happy with the people who they had associated with. So there is a degree of caution, I think, and that's going to be difficult to figure out how to navigate um, because they kind of said like what you, you did, like they just went into a room and ended up being invited on stage or something. And, and they didn't know who the other users were and people took issue with who they were associating with. Um, so I, 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 I wonder about that, like, you know, with some of these more off the wall rooms, like, do I even want to be seen in this room? Because I'm not sure who these people are. Yeah, that's, you know, and I think one of my first clubhouses I joined on, I think, you know, Beiju was on there, which is a good friend, a good friend of both of ours. And he, uh, I, I think he had mentioned something about a room that they were in and how just like a problem happened. And I think it's almost because it's like the wild, wild west in terms of like who's like potentially in a room or not. 
it's it's definitely kind of like interesting and, and scary at times. And that's for me, at least, you know, if I start to be on this a lot more, it's probably going to be around where it's a little bit more kind of like a podcast style where it's like a targeted interview or targeted topic just to make sure like it doesn't deviate away from that and kind of keeps, um, uh, you know, keeps things like in order because I just feel like, you know, when things get out of hand, it just like it starts to either turn people off or just cause issues that, you know, it's probably avoidable with some like m heavy moderation and control involved. Yeah, totally. So like along the AOL chat room line, the, you know, the problem perhaps is that if you're representing yourself across platforms, you know, I have an Instagram link, I have a Twitter link, I'm, I'm trying to be pretty authentic here and, you know, just represent myself because that's why people are going to like me. Um, you know, there's no burner accounts. As, and mm -hmm. I think because you have one app per phone, unless you have a second phone, like you're just, there's not a, a great way to go out there and fully explore what's on here for better or worse. That's the unlock, getting another phone and like a whole new like cell number. Is that how you know when you have a true <laughs> clubhouse addict? They a, no, they no, have think... their personal personal account and their burner account on another phone. Yeah, I think that's just taking it <laughs> to a whole nother level. So it's interesting. So let's talk about pharmacist connect um it's something that i think is it's a slack group um i'll let you you know introduce a little bit more but it's one of the i think greater or at least newer things that i've seen in terms of like outside of like a social media platform where, where like specific specific pharmacists can kind of connect and discuss specific topics um with specific passions and things like that so um what's kind of the origin story tell us about it the origin story and and um, where can people connect on it yeah, so I um, started uh, originally, it just started as a Slack group, the the Pharmacists Slack, um, and has now kind of expanded because I needed a website to direct people to, um, which is pharmacists, plural, pharmacistconnect.com. Um, this started in 2018. Um, I live in a rural area and um, I had left a management job that I was not happy with to go to my per diem job. And within like a month of that happening, my per diem job cut hours. So I, um, I found myself basically unemployed. Like I still had my per diem job, but I didn't have any hours, so I didn't really have a job. And um, my ability to network in my location wasn't great. And I, I had tried to do the whole LinkedIn thing um, and, and felt like I was doing okay. But um, at that point, I didn't, really, I didn't really know how to do it on LinkedIn. And like, I didn't have a personal story. And I just, I didn't quite know how to attack it. And, and nobody wants to really go on LinkedIn and like, be like, I'm out of a job. Can you help me find a job? Like the, it, the, the opportunities seem to come to the people who don't need them. So I, I wanted to develop something for multiple purposes and I was the end user in mind. Um, I wanted something that retail pharmacists could go to to find support and camaraderie from other pharmacists. I wanted a way for pharmacists who can't get to national meetings and conventions or even interact with their state association to have some places to get together. Um, I think advocacy is really important in being involved in the profession, but after I had a child living three hours from where the association meetings were, I wasn't really finding that I could attend. 
And when I was working full time, when I had regular job, um, I couldn't justify using vacation time to take off for these types of meetings. So I, I wanted a place that people could come, they could realize that their voices are important, they could be heard, they could support each other. And then in the process of all that, I was, you know, hoping to maybe find out about some job opportunities and such as well. So um, I got the Slack group together and I think I advertised it on LinkedIn. Um, I honestly don't fully remember, but um, Beiju uh, Shah, who you mentioned, who we're, we're both um, friends with, was one of the first people to join and he helped bring a lot of people there to start. Um, which included a lot of informatics pharmacists and uh, other people doing less traditional roles. And it's kind of expanded from there. So um, now we're at about 900 and I don't know, 920 members or so of pharmacists and pharmacy students. And um, I've always tried to encourage a variety of people to, to go there and see who they can meet. It's not targeted to any one population. It's really about having a space for um, pharmacists across the profession to just get together, meet each other, share ideas, help each other out. Now, what has been like, what's been great about it? I mean, have you like, were there things that were surprisingly, you know, did it, did it take off much more than you thought? You know, did it maybe it did not take off as much as you thought? Um, you know, how, how has the experience been in terms of like what's been great about it and what's been kind of tough about it? Um, it's funny, like both, like it's taken off and then at other times it doesn't seem like it's it's doing as well as I hope. So initially I was just surprised that as many people came as they did because um, I didn't feel like I had a huge network and it was exciting to see who continued to show up. And there's something to be said for like the original small crowd and when something feels new. Um, so it felt like there was a lot of interaction going on. I think there's a similar level of interaction going on now, but because there's so many more people involved, sometimes it, it feels like it's not moving as quickly if that makes sense. Um, so it, it's at times it has felt very easy, like people are referring people and new people are coming in. Um, at other times, like has happened over the last few months, um, things have gotten fairly quiet. So there are times when engagement is just down. And for me, it's, I, I don't want this to be like my platform that's about me. So I try to encourage conversations and drive engagement, but, um, but it, it can feel awkward when, when I'm talking to myself at times, <laughs> like I, you know, I, I, I don't want the focus to be on me. So I'm still kind of trying to figure out how, how to help, um, keep people engaged and, uh, encourage new users and things like that without making myself the spotlight. Yeah, it's tough. But I mean, what's pretty interesting is that, you know, if you look at the grand scheme of things, like what you created there is actually fairly significant, you know, I mean, like who can say, I mean, yes, obviously you didn't create like the technology of Slack, but for you to create a community of pharmacists where I still point, even to this day, I point people towards, especially when they are, uh, you know, unfortunately, I mean, fortunately and unfortunately, I feel like there's been a heavy um, influx of people that were focused on like, uh, 
you know, informatics. Uh, I think that that's like the bigger community, at least in terms of like a specific focus, um, at least to, to my knowledge. Uh, you know, I'm sure you'll know more in, in terms of like the the different avenues and different things people are excited about on there. But whenever someone talks to me about that, they're interested in informatics, um, you know, not only am I pointing them now to the new organization that was created, um, but also like I'll say go to that Slack group, you know, to to um, to connect with people there. And I think something like that, especially as it continues to grow, is just it's something special. I think it's crazy that, you know, you kind of created that. that that's really awesome. Thank you. It, uh, it, it has surprised me too. Um, yes, there are a lot of informatics pharmacists there. Um, I think it's grown enough that uh, I see we have somebody uh, in the audience, uh, Tony, who um, is involved in kind of a, uh, it's not informatics only focus, but health, health tech buddies, I think is the name on Discord. So, you know, there's, there's enough of them that they definitely have need for like their own space. And um, they've, they've developed that and uh, are getting a lot of users in there. So, I, I like that my platform is not focused to any one group. So it's a really good place for people who are, um, you know, they, they have an idea that they might be interested in something or they've heard kind of a buzzword and they want to learn more to go on and try to connect with some other people who can provide more information. They can get a little more in depth with it. And then like if it becomes a major focus, um, hopefully more uh, jump off spots develop like you know we can definitely point the people who are interested in informatics towards a group or or to health tech um towards a group that um has maybe more users that are heavily focused on it um and uh what's another we we have um uh some more people coming in from kind of like functional medicine and cannabis pharmacists and things like that. So I'm sure they have other places that they congregate. I'm not, I don't know what those are, but it, I, it would be cool to figure out what all of those are so that when the people get there uh, and they want some more in-depth learning, they have another place to go afterwards. And then they can always come back to the bigger group for general interaction and meeting new people. That makes sense. Yeah, pharmacyinformaticsacademy.com is uh, the organization that I was um, referencing earlier. I wanted to make sure I got that website correct. So if anyone is infor- uh, interested in informatics, I would highly recommend checking out that organization. Um, and, you know, speaking of new organizations, I think you are also, um, which is this, is this public yet, that, that organization you work? It is, right? Because I know I signed up for a newsletter. So can you tell us about what that other organization that you are, um, you know, uh, one of the founding members of? Yeah, so it's it's in the works now. The Psychedelic Pharmacists Association um, I, is that the one you're referring yes. to, Richard? Yeah. Well, I don't yeah. know how many organizations you're founding, but <laughs> I have a I have a non-pharmacist project that launched this week. So. Oh, well, all right. <laughs> after I want to hear about sure. that after this, so because I, I don't right. know anything about that, so that'd be cool. Um, yeah, so the uh, Psychedelic Pharmacists Association, that's long uh, psychedelics, their role in medicine and therapy and their roles maybe outside of traditional medicine have long been interests of mine. Um, and I live in Oregon uh, where uh, 
uh, Measure 109 passed in the most recent um, election cycle and um, is providing the framework for legal access to psilocybin-assisted therapy. So while all of that was going on and I was doing some online advocacy on LinkedIn and, and talking about the measure and my support of it, I, I was able to get in contact with um, a few other pharmacists who are very interested in the space, some of them already working in the space, and um, we were discussing the need for an association. So um, basically since November, I've been working with um, them and we got our website launched early, was the end of December? End of December, um, just as a landing page uh, for the association, we are um, going through the process of establishing the nonprofit and, and getting all of the kind of legal, legal framework in place. Um, and, and figuring out what our initial offerings are going to be. But um, long-term, we want to uh, try to develop some uh, training programs um, as robust as they can be in an area that is evolving quickly as far as research and um, data goes, um, and also to advocate for the use of psychedelics in appropriate medical situations and hopefully for the role of pharmacists um, in that space. Uh, for example, um, hopefully I'll find out in the next two days, um, I applied to be on the uh, Oregon's Psilocybin Advisory Committee, advisory board for the rollout of this measure, because there were no pharmacists at all represented in the, uh, in the legal writing of the measure of how it's going to be uh, provided and supervised and such. So um, we're seeing that pharmacists are, are getting left out of this picture and, and wanting to make sure that we're included and if it's going to be treated as a, uh, you know, a medication in that pharmacists need to be involved in assessing for drug interactions and things like that. Well, it's almost a no-brainer, um, I feel like, at this point. You know, it's crazy that, that that therapeutic has been around for a while, but, you know, obviously there's been you know, a lot of barriers to making it where it's mainstream and studied and, um, and the science behind it starts to make sense. But it's, I feel like that's a no brainer for farmers to be a part of. And I think that's exciting that you're leading or be, being a part of leading that front with getting pharmacists, um, at the table to making sure that, you know, we're involved with that, you know, with that medication, essentially, that's what it is. It's a, it's a therapeutic, it's a yep. medication, I think. And so it doesn't, it doesn't make sense for, I mean, obviously every single healthcare provider should have an awareness of it and know its role in, in, in um, treatment. But, you know, we should be the, like, it, it doesn't, it will not make sense to me if we are not the experts um, that people turn to for um, that therapeutic. Well, I, I think the problem has been that this has been largely focused on therapists and psychotherapists because all of the trials have had such strict inclusion criteria. They haven't included people who are on various medications or and so on. But if this is going to be rolled out to the general public, um, you know, how many comorbidities, how many medications, there's so many considerations that are going to need to go into it. And it might be, for example, in Oregon that, that they have to have a somewhat restrictive inclusion criteria for who's allowed to access this therapy at first. But the goal of the state is for it to be fairly accessible to most of the population. And there's, there's, going to have to be some some more robust systems that come into play to make sure that people can do it safely um, because it's not just 
a hundred people in a lab environment who are taking, you know, five medications or less, or, you know, they're on chemotherapy and yeah, it's going to be a totally different thing to have it happen um, with the public involved outside of the research, because this isn't going through the traditional uh, FDA paths at this Mm. point. Yeah. I mean, exciting times ahead, you know, I think, and I just imagine probably a hundred years from now, you know, people are going to look back like, yeah, they weren't even sure pharmacists were going to have a role. And, and I feel like, <laughs> you know, we're going to have probably the most prominent role, um, if at all, uh, I'm sure, um, as we as we continue to advocate for that. So definitely interesting to see what it's going to look like over the course of the next, you know, 20 to even 100 years. Uh, now, you mentioned a new, another project that launched this week. Is that should we talk about that now, too? I mean, you can. It's what is not it? Pharmacist. It's not pharmacist related Perfect. at all. Let's, so let's I break the cycle. <laughs> Let's break the cycle there. Yeah. There's more to us than just our lives in pharmacy. Right. Um, So I've, I've got a longstanding interest in personal finance topics and I have a blog related to that. And um, uh, along with um, a close friend of mine who I've, I've, I've made this friendship through the blogging community. Um, She has a really large Facebook group. Uh, It's like 24,000 members right now um, devoted to women and, you know, they're, questions, their needs, their goals, you know, it's just, it's women's personal finance. So um, she's been talking about it for a while and we decided to make it happen and, um, you know, expand the community and move it off of Facebook. I guess move it off of Facebook isn't right because Facebook will still be there, but um, we're doing an expanded community with members access and um, uh, we're going to be doing a discord group for it. That way they can have more targeted conversations off of Facebook, um, developing um, like printables for budgeting and uh, mostly hopefully working with other people in the space. Like a big part of the goal is to pay women to produce material for us. So we can find other experts in the group who can maybe offer courses or if it's like zoom sessions for people who want to get together and talk certain money topics, like just whatever, we're going to see what the community needs and roll with it. Um, so it's kind of, um, developing as we go, but, uh, I, I mean, I, I don't think I ever had over like a hundred people on my email list for my personal blog. And we are, um, I think at 500 already in nice. like the first two weeks. That's amazing. <laughs> so, and, and we like, we have a landing page. We haven't really promoted it outside of Facebook and yeah, we'll see where it goes. And hopefully, um, Hopefully we can start paying for stuff pretty quick with um, the membership dollars because this is like already on to the next level and I'm definitely going to need need some help um, <laughs> because yeah. I'm not going to be able to produce everything for the amount of people that are interested. And so it, it's cool. Where is where is it like uh, where is its home base on social? Like is it a Facebook group or is there a website? Like what's the best way to yeah. check that out? So the I mean the, the we have a website womenspersonalfinance.org. Um, it's just the landing page right now. And we've had so much interest that we're trying to get it up and going as soon as possible. So we're going to limit the first group to 50 people, um, who join, um, that way they can help us kind of tweak things and, and make sure the offering is better for a bigger group and, um, to see if we need to bring in any outside support to make it happen because I am the tech guru in this relationship <laughs> and I am not a tech guru. That's funny. So, um, yeah. So uh, we got, we have to make sure we're able to scale it and still, still 
put a good product out for the community members. Yeah. Well, Regina, this was a wonderful conversation, you know, and I thank you so much for those listening in. Like this was the I literally texted Regina maybe maybe 40 minutes ago and was like, hey, do you want to jump on Clubhouse? I want to try it out <laughs> um, and maybe do like a podcast episode. So uh, this was this was really cool. Uh, and I really do appreciate your time. And um, what is the best way for people to if they wanted to connect back with you personally on social media? Um, I uh I'm all over the place anymore, but um, the best place is probably Farms Connect, P-H-A-R-M-S, connect at gmail.com, um, or Twitter at Dr. Regina Moore, which is also my handle here on Clubhouse for anybody else who gets on, on Clubhouse. And hopefully I'll have a Pharmacist Connect Club um, at some point and we can host some rooms there. Awesome. Sounds good. Well, again, Regina, thank you for your time. Thanks, Richard. Hope you all enjoyed that episode and, um, you know, are as intrigued by this whole new clubhouse experience as I am. I think we're going to see a lot more of these sort of um, social media features slash apps in the future. And I'm excited to see what kind of conversations will come out of that and what kind of value pharmacists will gain from it. So uh, don't forget to connect with uh, me personally on clubhouse or on any of your favorite social media platforms. You can also connect with RX radio, uh, whether it's Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn. Uh, You can search either my name or RX radio and you'll be able to connect there. Thank you so much for tuning into the episodes. I really do appreciate it. And I hope you have a great rest of your day. Pharmacy.